when we pulled these packs, we were literally sitting here like <laughs> shaking in excitement, so fun, ready to hoping to pull something big. And we pulled a couple of, of really yeah. nice cards on here. I, I pulled a uh, Max the, Verstappen, yeah, the Max is numbered sick. card. I don't know if the camera's going to pick this up, but this came in the Chrome Pack, and it's a one of 399 Max Verstappen race winner, and that one might be worth a little chunk of change. I think it's it's a nice card. What is up, gang? This is your boy Mel, aka Naldo Formula One, and you are now tuned into the Naldo F1 podcast. This is a very, very special episode. I'm so excited to be here. We are at the beautiful Freedom Supercars, my place of work. You guys can see the beautiful cars in the background. This is real luxurious environment here, and I got my man Mike Stavanoa here. Trading card, mogul, real estate, exec, just all kind of stuff. Um, so excited to be here. We opened up some card packs earlier. There's some content on both of our channels. So make sure you guys check that out and make sure you like and subscribe. Leave a comment on the videos. Make sure wherever you're listening to this is available on all audio platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Amazon, all of that stuff. Make sure you guys subscribe to that and leave me a five-star review. I will allow Mike to introduce himself, and we will get this joint cracking. Yeah, I'm, I'm pumped. It, I feel like it's we've been talking about doing this for a while. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, F, F1 fans as well. So, uh, you know, we connected through Freedom Supercars. Um, you know, the place is awesome. I'm here all the time with my team. Uh, on the real estate side, I run a team with EXP Realty called Dominion International Group. We do uh, all kinds of projects, developments, homes, high rises, a lot of cool stuff like that. But uh, outside of that, I'm also in the tech world and I'm a huge sports card collector. And yes, sir. I, I want to say, it, it, you know, sports cards transition into like an asset class almost, yeah. especially post COVID. So, you know, I'm, I treat it that way, even though uh, maybe it's a way to justify my spending and, and calm my wife down. But I will say that there are, uh, Trends up and down, just like any, definitely any, anything. But uh, but yeah, it's just a little bit about me and you know getting connected with him and and, and finding this common ground of uh, of uh, F one. Uh, it was a pretty good uh, you know segue into yeah. this, and uh, I've been pretty excited to talk about it. Yeah, I'm. I'm this is definitely going to be end up being my favorite episode to date. Uh, like you said, he's a member here at the club, and we connected through there, and I think we were just talking through the simulator one time we were talking about the simulator that one night of the party and we started talking i didn't know you were in f1 you didn't know i was in f1 and then we started talking about the channel and this is very early on in the naldo f1 day so i really wasn't consistent with my posting yet and stuff like that but now i've kind of transitioned into taking it way more seriously the engagement has gone up a little bit and now i'm excited i'm like okay this can definitely be something if i just stick to it and with the opening these packs, guy has me in a great mood. We pulled some really cool stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot and fun. yeah, I'm just excited to be here. It's it's. I forgot about that. The yeah, the sim- party. Yeah, yeah. That simulator is so sick. Yeah, it's a it 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 makes you respect F1 a lot more than you would initially think. You think it's driving like you you know you can drive down the street fast or a yeah. quarter mile it's a straight, but this is like you have to understand like leverage and. It, and it doesn't, like you were saying earlier, it doesn't take into account G-Force, 
But what I will say is it take it takes into account, I guess, the the how you have to, to turn yeah, and the stuff steering like weight that. and yeah. I can't imagine how the yeah. G force impacts them. Um, it's crazy. If you ever seen like F one drivers, their necks are insane like their necks are almost even with their head yeah. thick because they have to do like neck training and g-force training to be able to to hold themselves up there's been a couple of reporters and stuff that have gotten a chance to drive f1 cars and they said the the biggest thing was the brakes the brakes are so strong that when you press them your neck just flops over Dang. and you can't see anything and so you have to train your neck to be able to Withstand. stay upright in order to, to, to steer the car and see where you're going because they're moving so fast. You know where I experienced really crazy G-Force recently? So this is a funny story. <laughs> yeah. And shout out to my team lead, Katie Toe. She forced me into this. But we were at, a, like a, I guess it's a shareholders event for the company I work with, EXP. Yeah. And they rented out the entire Universal Studios for the company. So we got wow. to go there and it was like, Wide open, free, free rides, food everywhere. Yeah, Only our company. It's like a thousand people. So and we got yeah. it was crazy. I've never experienced anything like it. But they have a ride called the Velocicoaster. <laughs> and it's uh, so gnarly. Like I, you can just hear it. Like when it takes off, it sounds like some crazy monster. And I can hear all the people screaming. And I was I'm kind of a big guy. Yeah. So I'm always hesitant that that little guard is just going to say, oh, cool. You like riding these rides? Cool story, bro. Check this out. Roosh. (laughs) And I'm gone. So Katie and them convinced me to do this ride. And the ride is at a standstill. And it goes from standstill to 70 in like one second. Just goes, and then all the turns in it, it's like, it's the wackiest stuff like I don't know how to explain it, but if you if you go to Universal in Orlando, ride the, if you like that kind of thing, ride the Velociraptor ride. It's it was nuts, but I remember experiencing it. I thought I was like, God, this is probably what like the people in airplanes or in race cars feel. Yeah, because I got off and it was like, it's like something's wrong. Like, yeah, I feel, I feel weird. Your body just feels unbalanced. It's like my and... molecules got mushed together. Or something I don't know. Yeah, I'll take your word for that. I'm not a roller coaster guy. I'm not a, a, an adrenaline guy. So that but just that... imagine it's an F1 car. And yeah, yeah. I feel like if I would have done it younger, because I was scared from when I was young, and uh, my parents enabled the fear. Mm-hmm. Like my mom was definitely like, okay, if my baby's scared of it, then I don't. <laughs> I'm not going to make him do it. Yeah. And so she enabled that fear from the beginning, and I just never grew out of it. So I'm uh, not really a huge daredevil. Maybe when I get a little older, I'll probably dabble into it a little bit. But like roller coasters are not my thing whatsoever. Yeah. And so I'll definitely take your word for that. But that sounds intense, though. It was crazy, but it made me think. I was like, this is what F1G. It's probably even more intense than that because we were only going like 70 75 miles an hour these yeah. guys how fast do they go 200 or 200 something? on the straight so, like, that's ridiculous one 150 through some corners i think the fastest corner on the calendar they're going 180 through and it's almost a 90 degree corner and wow yeah they're, that's the highest g-force corner on the calendar i think they're pulling six seven g's through there yeah yeah it's, it's nuts that's crazy yeah it's so much fun though yeah Maybe you should do an episode. Maybe you should let your listeners vote. If you go there, you have to wear GoPro and ride the ride and give your feedback on it. I'll tell you, if this if this video gets 5,000 likes, if this video gets, I know that's a hefty, hefty number, but if this video gets 5,000 likes, 
I'll go to Universal and I'll ride. What is it? The Demonator? The, the, Velo- the, the, the Velocicoaster. Velocicoaster. <laughs> Basically Veloc- the Demonator. The Velocicoaster, same thing. I'll ride it and I'll wear a GoPro during it and I might pass out, but it'll be for the engagement. Hey, and here's the thing. We can get to 5K because I'm going to share this. <laughs> To, so, my, yeah, to but, my to my group, yeah. we're going to get them on it. It's going to be, yes, I can't wait. Yeah, let's, so 5K <laughs> likes, make it happen, and I'll ride the the, the demon coaster or whatever. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> this is going to be so funny. All right, so let's talk a little little current F1. Um, I know you mentioned that you haven't been keeping up with the races as much as yeah. you normally do. Uh, I have, and it's it's been a – up and down season, depending on the way, which way you look at it, Max is running away with the championship. It's not even close at this point. Wow. It's it's he's I think sixty points ahead, and we're seven races in, Jeez. and that's a humongous gap in F one terms. And I mean, it's basically a three race gap. So it's like and, and let's P2. say let's 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 put this in a way I understand. Yeah. So we're NBA finals. Yes. There are seven games. Yeah. How many of those games has Max won technically? Max is probably in NBA terms probably won two games, but he's won them by thirty every oh, game. Yeah, okay. he's, he's, so he's he's absolutely demolishing gotcha. the competition right now, and exactly. it doesn't look like anybody's going to be anywhere near him. So yeah. yeah, that's he's basically twenty eight to three in the Super Bowl, the Falcons uh, Patriots oh, Super Bowl. So except he's not going to going to choke the lead. Yeah, that's <laughs> so basically is, what we're looking at. That's pretty crazy. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. So recently we had the Spanish Grand Prix this past weekend. We're recording this on Monday. Uh, You'll probably be listening to this on Thursday. And it was a very good race. Mercedes is slowly starting to creep up. Lewis finished P2 and his teammate George finished P3, which was a nice result for them. Uh, Double podium, good points. They moved up to second in the team championship. And Lewis is fourth. I think in the wow. in the drivers championship, but very close to second and third, which is I think the best that Mercedes will probably hope for this season. So a lot of promise on the horizon. Hopefully by the end of the season we'll get a nice two way battle for race wins. I think the championship will be secured by then. But if we can at least get race to race, you don't know if Lewis will win or mm. Max will win or George will win. That'll make a really nice ending to the, what's been a somewhat boring season so far so that that's more individual race first the overall championship yeah so okay yeah so the championship done and dusted for the most part i know we're still early unless red bull just have a crazy implosion which i guess anything could happen but it's really looking like they're gonna they're a well-oiled machine right now and they're gonna tie this thing up i just want to see good racing at this point It, it gets to that point Kind of how we are in the NBA Finals, where you might not necessarily care about the teams that are involved. And it's not the big superstars, where it's the LeBrons yeah. and the Steph Currys and the Kevin Durants, but you just want to see good basketball. Yeah. So I that's what we want to see is we want to see good racing, at least to finish the season, and hopefully it'll be closer and we'll get an actual championship fight next season. Oh yeah, I mean that that'd be sick. I mean, you know, I don't know too much in depth about all the races. And yeah. I've tried to start learning and watching as much as I can. Some of them are hard to catch, though, for your casual. Because Definitely. It depends on the time, yeah. where they're at. Yeah. Uh, like the domestic ones, of course, are a little bit easier. But, 
the ones that are abroad, depending on where they're at, you know, sometimes they're midnight. Yeah, exactly. Or, yeah. It's, or it's at a crazy hour in the morning. Yeah. And I'm one of the few. I'm very dedicated. So I'll, I'm the type that will get up at 7 o'clock in the morning on a Sunday or 6 o'clock in the morning on a Saturday to watch qualifying and watch the races and stuff like that. I don't really watch practice sessions because yeah. they're – Usually at like two in the morning and it's during the week. So I'm probably asleep getting ready for work. But on the weekend, for the most part, I'm dedicated. And if not, then I'll record it and rewatch it uh, when I do wake up. If it's at just an absolutely ridiculous hour. But yeah, we're in the U.S. and we're in central time. So most of the races European are at least eight o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And for on a Sunday, most people are not going to get up True. that early on a Sunday. But we have... Canada coming up in two weeks. So Canada is in our time zone. Mm-hmm. I think they're on Eastern time, but an hour uh, ahead of us, yeah. give or take. So that'll be a good one to watch. It's a great track and allows for some good racing, long straights, not too many corners, but a very, very fun track to, nice. to, to watch. So we should see some really nice racing there. Good stuff. I mean, we have Texas coming up soon. We and do. Vegas. We do. So for for domestic racing fans, there's a lot of good opportunity. Yeah. To watch and. Yeah, we're up to three races in the U.S. now. Yeah. Uh, we have Miami earlier this season. We have Austin in October. Yeah. And then Vegas in November, I believe, the weekend after Thanksgiving. That's crazy. And it is going to be a late night race. It's like on the strip, street race, all the lights. It's going to be sick. So That's gonna, It's like a video game. Yeah. It's literally going to be like Need for Speed, That's Midnight crazy. or something. And I can't imagine how wild Vegas is going to be for that. Oh, the parties and the, the casinos and the hotels. It's going to be nuts. Insane. We got – me and my fiance got early like access to the packages, and they were gone. Within really seconds, and this was like base packages, they're all gone. The hospitality packages are nuts like 20 30k just for a regular wow, like hospitality package, 5k for a weekend pass, general admission, no hospitality, no stay, no flights, no food credits, no anything. Jeez. So, yeah, Vegas is, is gonna be nuts. It's for the ballers, it's for the big ballers. Gotta make sure. some F1 friends, yeah. I definitely gotta make some F1 friends. F1, trying to, trying to, you watching, yeah. Somebody take me along, let me cover you, and and I'll make sure I put a good light on you. One of the teams reach out, let me, yeah. let me pull up for the in the garage for the weekend, and and check you guys out in Vegas. We're definitely going to get to Coda this year, me and my fiance. We've made the commitment. We're going to make it happen. My my uh, grandparents live right outside of Austin. Oh, nice. So nice. I'm going to make the drive up there, stay with them. The track's maybe an hour, 45 minutes to an hour away from them. Hmm. And we'll shoot down there for the weekend and check it out. That's going to be my first official like F1 race in person. So – it's going to be sick. Yeah, I can't wait. And it's a great track, too. There's always good racing wow. in Austin. And it, I might not look it, but I'm strong, so I can carry a tire or your bag or whatever. So <laughs> Yeah, I do anything. <laughs> I know I'm a, I'm a slender guy, but look, I'll be a temporary pit crew man, whatever you guys need. Well, I think with your knowledge, honestly, you, you could probably connect with some of the local press groups and yeah. ask if you can get credentials to help find stories and stuff. Yeah. You know, there, there's a couple of pretty good media places here. Yeah, Houston's uh, a nice market yeah. to, to, to connect to and be plugged in. Yeah, so. I definitely think that, that that could be a good option. Yeah, I'm uh, definitely going to do more work and look into that. I've been 
grinding trying to make sure I'm consistent mm-hmm. with the the content and making sure I have stuff because I know there's gonna be it's probably gonna be after this episode but there's gonna be a time where this thing really the trajectory starts to go picks up a lot more upwards and I got to be ready and have stuff ready to go and content yeah. well I think you, earlier when we were talking about you know a lot of the you're you're so well versed on this yeah um, I think that there's a good opportunity for you to bridge into that area where you can touch base with everybody because I, so many people have so many different questions but nobody really knows how to like like saying what is this what is his lead represent if you were an NBA fan or a yeah. football fan yeah some people they may want to get involved or be interested. They just don't understand it. it. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes like if it's too complex that, you know, it's like you walk into a place, you're like, well, I don't know what's going on. Yeah, exactly. But I think that there, you have a good, a good way of helping bridge and explain that to attract the people who probably would be most interested, which are the fans of, you know, the big three or four sports here in the U S yeah, I agree. it's just, it's just teaching them because like soccer, soccer is taking time to get integrated, but it's, it's happening. Uh, you know, we have the World Cup coming up here pretty soon, and it will actually be here in Houston, which is yeah, really that's cool. gonna be sick. But you know, with F one, I think F one is is that same way. But F one's so much newer than than soccer. Soccer's been around forever. Yeah, you know, and it's truly a global sport. And I think F one is truly a global sport. Absolutely, it's just educating the people on why. It's like like UFC. UFC doesn't happen every single like week, every night. Like there's not a game all the time, but it still has a great following. Where F one is. Kind of like that too. Yeah, they're building it. I think the Netflix series, the Drive to Survive series, has yeah. been humongous for F1. It's definitely brought more fans of my age because traditionally F1 has been an old rich man sport because yeah. racing is an old rich man sport. It's expensive to get into. It's expensive to go to races. Uh, it's just expensive to be around it. Mm. And now with Drive to Survive, I mean, it came out. Well, not came out, but it really got popular during COVID when everybody was at home looking yeah. for something to watch. And it started popping up on people's timelines and they, but, yeah. And it's interesting. Like with Hamilton, I think he was a big catalyst too, because like you, like you're saying, it's like this, this old school mentality, this old school game where it's, it gets boring. Right. Yeah, but then you yeah. have like, like Hamilton's pretty swaggy. So He'll come in with all of his stuff, and, and he he's exciting, and he 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 appeals to the younger demographic. Definitely, and you can't survive without having the younger demographic move in to be your fan base. So I think it's cool to have that. Plus, on top of that, him being African American, I think that it opens up other you know fans. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like a, it's like a a one of the catalysts to reach people because you always have to have somebody kind of to look up to. Definitely, and the the. The way he relates to certain people, I think, helps. So it broadens and broadens and broadens, like Max, Max, and and his his following. And then you have a lot of Hispanic drivers. Yeah, you know, so you have that market. So and Asian drivers. I mean, the the market is is very global, and I think that they have to hinge and start leveraging into that. And I think that's kind of what they're doing now. Yeah, I think they're doing a pretty good job working on that. And I mean, as far as me personally, Lewis has definitely been a big reason why I even got into Formula One in the first place because, I mean, being the only black driver in the history of the sport and arguably the greatest of all time, definitely the most accomplished of all time. And And he's so cool. Yeah, good guy, great role model, gives back to the community, is a fashion icon. I mean, he just has everything that you want in a star, the face of a sport. Mm -hmm. And 
to see him still being the face of the sport, I think is great for F1. And all these drivers now are so young too. Yeah. Everybody's so young. The drivers now are averaging 24, 25 years old. So they're my age and younger even. Yeah. And so that's <clears throat> gives people, okay, I can do that. Or even if, even if I can't do that, it's somebody that looks like me that can yeah. do that. And it gets the younger demographic more involved. And I think one thing that F1 also has done a great job of adding to the sport and making it more interesting is adding that drama aspect to the sport. Because racing, just in a nutshell or in a vacuum, is a bunch of guys driving around in circles for mm-hmm. two hours. And But when you add, okay, this dude doesn't like this dude, and when they race wheel-to-wheel, there's always contact or there's drama or they're arguing – in the pit lane after the race or the team principals don't like each other. When you start adding those elements into it, you get a nice kind of stew of drama and intensity. And you mix all that with high speed. Now you got yourself a good product. Yeah. You're a hundred percent right. And it's almost like a a male soap opera type thing. Like like WWE. Absolutely. Like we follow this, this, this soap opera. But, um, yeah, I think it's super important to reach all those audiences and, you know, really as a company understand that you, you have to have them for the future. Yeah. But hundred percent, but yeah, it's very, it's very interesting like that. And then same thing with like Shohei Otani in baseball right now, like he's this, he's bridged this big gap, um, not just domestically, but abroad as well. So it's, it's created like with the world baseball classic this year, the way it ended, how just amazing it was. And then the world cup, we, we, in this last twelve months, we've had so many cool sporting events. We have, um, so it's yeah, it's been it's been exciting. Yeah. So you are a, I guess, the sommelier of trading cards, at least in my well, eyes. Like <laughs> you, you've been talking to me about these trading cards for a couple months now, uh, and yeah. like I knew that there was money in trading cards, and there was this whole different world as far as sports trading cards but i never realized how in-depth it actually is and even the scope of how much money is actually in some of these trading cards it's mad yeah it's crazy um like right at the beginning we talked about the transition of trading cards as collectibles into asset class right it's truly kind of what it's what's happened because they're so expensive you know and anybody can get it is gambling in a way because you're, you know, Risking, hoping you yeah. I'm buying this pack to hit something. I mean, you know, gambling in Vegas, you can lose 100 percent, but you could buy a pack here. And even if it's a bad pack, you're getting something, something bad. In return. But, yeah. you know, to me, it's still gambling regardless. But man, like um, this little kid bought a pack from Walmart and he had a uh, Mac Jones one of one prism auto. And he sold it for like $150,000, like an eight-year-old kid. Just life-changing. You know, it's, it's life-changing. Right there. Like just that. instantly. And it, it, we, we've seen it happen. Like in the last year, they had the triple logo man mm-hmm. from Flawless that had a bounty on it for like multiple millions of dollars. And friends of mine actually hit it. A guy I know named uh, Kevin, we call him Cop in our, in our sports discord, CB47. Um, he was one of the three guys who hit it. And they ended up selling that card for like two or three million dollars. Wow. And he hit it in a break on whatnot. Shout out to whatnot. Um, and I think he bought it for like two grand, three grand. And he hit a card so, that he made a million bucks. Yeah. Like, Talk it's, about it's return on investment. Insane. But the thing people don't realize, the stories of where you hit these monsters are amazing. 
Yeah. But there are a lot of times you buy in these brakes for 2000 bucks <laughs> and nothing. <laughs> you get a freaking like little wristband from backyard brakes or you, you, cause you had no, no yeah. cards, but they have to send you something. So I don't know how many little wristbands. I, I think one time they gave me a bottle opener. Oh, I, not a bottle. I'm like, God dang. <laughs> so, you know, when you get a little skinny, jingly package, you didn't hit anything. But, yeah, you know you didn't hit But yeah, the, the sports car world, I mean, it's pretty dynamic. And and I really feel like a, we had discussed a little bit earlier, we are talking about your knowledge in F1. And F1 starting to explode in this trading card world as well. Yeah. Just 2020, I think, 2021 is when it really started popping off. And I think the Netflix special was a big driving force, but... There's a, there are six six figure cards seven figure cards selling like wow. um, on Netflix right now. There's a card with uh, Ken Golden. Or I'm sorry, a show with Ken Golden, and in that show they actually sell the you know the uh, one of one Hamilton I was telling you about. Yeah, they yeah. sell it in that show. In that show, you, okay. you should you should check it out. It's That's really cool. The, uh, is that the collectibles <laughs> series that they, they, they've been pushing? Yeah, it's um, like a new one. The new it's one. Like the yeah, King I've seen it. It's on my watch list. Dude, it's it's pretty good. Hey, my buddy, the guy I was telling you, cop who hit that, they sell that logo man on there too. The triple wow. logo, man. you have to. It's it's good. It's only six episodes, uh, but it gives you a good understanding of how values perceived and where values perceived, and yeah. and the demand for it. But um, I think with F one being a global sport and having the reach into all these areas, that I think helps with the long term um, stability of some of these cards. Because if you have collectors abroad, it's going to help support the the price yeah because you have more demand but if it's a like cricket for instance cricket doesn't have it like no u.s presence really but it's one of the biggest sports in the world yeah so there's no trading cards for it there's no demand for it here yet but maybe one day it'll it'll change but it could be you know like nba is a domestic highly domesticated sport of trying to reach abroad and it has some reach abroad but not like soccer not like yeah so it's just a interesting dynamic and um, I think that F1, I think right now is a good time to buy because all of the card market's down mm-hmm. with the interest rates being high and, and how the economy was fearful of a recession. People stopped buying these because these are, you know, more of a collectible slash investment. Yeah. So people will will get rid of some of their more expensive cards to create available liquidity. Yeah, exactly. And I think that that's what's happening. So you can buy some cards pretty pretty economically that I think are good long-term holds. Yeah, so you're hearing it here first. Like right now, it's it's buy low. You're in the buy yeah. low. If you're looking to get into trading cards, it's the buy low. And who knows, could come up on some big money yeah. in the future. Yeah, and even right now, there's still cards available. I mean, we when we pulled these packs, we were literally sitting here like <laughs> – Shaking and excitement, so fun. Ready to hoping to pull something big, and we pulled a couple of, of really yeah. nice cards on here. I, I pulled a uh, I Max he, Verstappen, yeah, the Max is numbered sick. card. I don't know so if the camera's cool. gonna pick this up, but this came in the Chrome pack, and it's a one of three hundred ninety nine. Yeah, Max Verstappen race winner, and that one might be worth a little chunk of change. I think and it's a, it's a nice card. Super so. Nice. I got got some luck. You pulled a couple number cards too in yeah. both packs. So. I, I think where I got the luckiest is these Hamilton Wave cards. Yeah, those are nuts. So cool. Those those are so cool. Then, yeah, three different three different Hamilton like little wave cards. Very cool. Yeah. The, and uh, he'll he'll put a link in the video. You can check out us opening all of these packs and get yeah, a good definitely look at check those open. out on both channels. It's so much fun. I've been holding these packs, these boxes for like the last few days, and it's like. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah. Was, trying to contain yourself, trying what's to. What's in there? <laughs> it's literally Christmas in June, <laughs> yeah, and so we're yeah, we were texting over the weekend, 
and I was excited. When you first told me about the packs last Thursday, I believe, I couldn't wait. It's all I've been thinking about. I've been ready to, to film this episode. I'm like, let's open the packs. Let's open yes. the packs. Let's open the packs. <laughs> and we finally got to do it. And even though we didn't hit the crazy 50,000 six-figure cars, it was still such an enjoyable experience so to, to come in with somebody who's really knowledgeable about this sort of thing and open these packs and get a genuine, pure reaction. Yeah as to what you're getting and it's like we got value out of it so the thing like hitting some of the nicer drivers it, i mean it's valuable like yeah. those cards hold value right at, you know th- these are the things today they may not be worth a ton but you grade them up and you hold them and in the future if lewis hamilton has a crazy season or win or something crazy happens to boost his you know demand max max is already like you said on fire this year yeah so i mean he, he if he continues to crush and wins the championship when that happens, these cards go up. Go up more. Yeah. So, you know, it's worth kind of waiting and seeing. It's like, and that goes back to your knowledge because understanding the races and what's happening and who's winning or who's up and coming out of, I didn't, there's F4, he told me. I didn't even know that's yeah. a thing. So, you know, coming up through F4, 3, 2, up to F1, it's super important to know who's, who's going to be good or who's going to be the next person to drive or, the prospect because getting their stuff before they get to F1, that might be the play because you buy it cheap as an F2 card because everybody's bummed when you get a bad F2 yeah, bad driver. F2 but if you have an F2 driver who has some upside and then they get called up and they do well, I mean, that's where you're going to see the exponential growth in the card value. Right. That makes sense. So tell me a little bit about how you got into this the card market in general. Like, where did it start? Where did the, the, the roots kind of take place? So I had always been a collector of cards and comic books and just Funko Pops and all this crazy stuff. Yeah. Um, I've always bought, invested, opened, enjoyed stuff over time. But 2020 with, with COVID was really when I started doing the collectible stuff for YouTube mm-hmm. and opening cards and Funko mystery boxes. Like I would buy a $2,000 mystery box from Funko Pops where you could hit something bad or something good. Right. And that's what I was doing. Yeah. And it transitioned. And I started collecting sports cards and then I got super, super involved with uh, Whatnot and CB47. Once again, our Discord um, kind of talking to the community and learning and having fun and enjoying the hobby. Yeah. And then there's that big surge. The the prices went up. Everything went crazy. So it was a good time to be involved. Um, but that was, you know, growing up, collecting sports cards, playing sports, doing stuff like that. That was a big uh, reason that today, now that I have money, I guess, yeah. compared to being a little kid where I was like, you know, trying to buy whatever I could afford, sweeping hair at my grandma's salon to make five dollars you know yeah just now i have stuff. a little bit more change <laughs> now so i'm like why not and, and you know there's some nights I, I get stupid on there and it's really bad but i've definitely had nights i've dropped 30 40 grand wow on sports cards all online on whatnot <laughs> and I, there's some nights i've smashed and there's some nights i've gotten crushed yeah you know so it, it's it is risky but um you know, if you know kind of – it takes time, but if you know what you're doing, who you're going after, a lot of times you can kind of uh, hedge yourself Okay. and be successful. Like the other night, I, I, I was I'm telling you all – we have our buddy Jeff sitting over here too. Um, I bought into a mystery pack on Backyard Breaks, so shout out to Backyard Breaks. Um, Nick, uh, Grant, all those guys are great. JMO, 
Uh, they're actually the ones who hit the triple logo man I was telling you about. Mm-hmm. They pulled that card out of the box. Out of the box. Insane. Uh, so if y'all go in backyard, y'all, I'm sure y'all can check that out. Um, but the other night they had a mystery pack show and I bought a pack for like 2,500 bucks and I hit one of their golden tickets. Mm-hmm. And then um, at the end of the packs, they run a race. They do a duck race and it's like 10 ducks racing and whoever wins gets first choice. Wow. And I bought one pack, 2500 bucks. There were guys in there who had bought 10 and 11 packs at $2,000. At $2,000. Yeah. So they're really, really oh, invested in this crazy. thing. <laughs> and then I bought my one and I ended up hitting the, the first place. And I, I won a uh, gold auto Kobe Bryant card. And they bought it back from the, the guy who had it in there, bought it back for me from all cash that same night. For fifteen grand, I think. So he was like, I had to have it. Like yeah. the two thousand dollar or twenty five hundred dollar investment. I put, and- well, here's the crazy part. In my pack, on top of the golden ticket, I had a cracked ice contenders Tom Brady PSA ten numbered to twenty three. It's like a thousand dollar card. Wow. So I also had that. Yeah, so you, you had so some I was good luck. up. Yeah, you had some you had some real good luck in the But pack. when you're feeling hot, you you gotta check. You got, are you are you am I hot? Am I staying hot? So <laughs> as soon as that ended, I went to the next room for backyard called Backyard Hits. And I was like, let me see how hot I am. So I bought a, I bought a box of uh, Optic and I hit a downtown number to 25 Black Pandora. It's like a $1,000 card. Yeah. And the box that I opened, you're supposed to get one auto. Mine had two. I was like, I'm oh, hot. So yeah, you're hot. I'm hot. Yours. So I bought another box, a $1,200 baseball box. It's called Sterling. 1200 bucks, you get two cards. That's it. And you can get like, you can get smoked on it, or you can do pretty good. First box we open, the very first card they pull out is Adley Rushman's rookie RPA out of ten, which is one of the top rookies you can get to ten. So, yeah, and this I mean, a- two thousand, three thousand dollar card by itself, and then I had another card to go along with this, probably a couple hundred bucks, and I was like, I'm hot. It's like, give me another. Yeah, run it back. So I run bought another back. one of that same product. And they opened it up, and the very first thing they opened it was a Hall of Famer box. Um, you get one card once again. It was a one of one George Brett bat handle engraved Engra- with his name. So yeah, I was like, were, oh, it's a couple thousand dollars. And yeah, then you're I, killing the game. Oh, you're killing was, the game right now. But then I bought this other contenders thing. I got smoked on it. So then I was like, all right, I'm good. <laughs> But then yeah, today, you knew when to get out. You knew when to get out. Then today, I had that itch again, so I got on uh, one of the backyard channels, and they were doing. It's like you can you pay for a pack, and you can pick a player. If you pick the player's name, you win another pack. Mm-hmm. So the first pack I bought, um, I ended up hitting a gold Kenny Pickett rookie out of Optic, uh, which is numbered to ten. So that's like a fifteen hundred dollar card, and I paid seventy bucks for it. Wow. So, yeah. You, Literally, you remember I was watching the video over here? Yeah, that was yeah, me, like, buying. Yeah. <laughs> so now I have that itch again. I'm like, shit, am I hot today? Maybe. I don't know. I might have to spend another $1,000 on a box. <laughs> this is not financial advice, people. Yeah, it's not yeah, financial this advice. This is not financial advice. But, but that's man. that's insane, though. You've really been killing the game as uh, far as, I've had as some, far the cars. had some luck lately, man. So the F1 stuff is 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 pretty new then. Like it's, the, yeah. But the it's value sexy. In them. Yeah. But it, it's super valuable. Like, that show I was telling you about on um, Netflix, they sold that Hamilton black one-on-one auto for like 1.5 million or some stupid wow. number, right? But yeah. then the uh, Dynasty, which is one card, you like I was telling you, you can open it and you can hit a principal's like button from his polo shirt that he wears. Yeah, that's right. right. It's kind of lame. 
or you can hit Hamilton's zipper from his race suit in Monaco or wherever he raced. How and you can smell it. You smell the sweat. You smell the. You know, he he probably smells good as hell. I bet. I bet Hamilton smells really good. He yeah, smells yeah. like money and like Rolex. He's sponsored Rolex. Yeah. I think I think Mercedes IWC uh, IWC, but I'm pretty sure he probably wears like APs and stuff uh, in his in his spare time. He definitely yeah. isn't rocking like the Rolex. It's like it was like when LeBron got caught when he was sponsored <laughs> by Samsung and he got caught in public with an iPhone. God, it, yeah, he definitely wears some more yeah. more pricey pieces in in his spare time. Get some of that Hamilton DNA off that card and inject it in your bloodstream. <laughs> Who knows? You could You're driving to yeah, Walmart. You could, produce, you could produce a kid and be the fastest, oh, be the next F1 world champion. Uh, but it's so cool to see, like, those cards. And then they have the autos. There's some of them that are, like, dual autos where you have, like, I, I'm sure that there's one where it's, like, Hamilton and, and Verstappen. Yeah, on the like, same like, card. Yeah. Wow. Like, you have stuff yeah. like that's insane. So, yeah, there's there's huge money, life-changing money yeah. in some of these Genuinely. cards. It's, it's, it's insane. That is crazy. It, the whole time I'm I'm like sitting here sweat. I'm oh, like, oh please, 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 give me please. give me just something. Give me a little whiff or something. But we then, had to make a deal ahead of time. If we pull like something crazy, that we're gonna share it. Yeah, we would split it yeah. down the middle. But <laughs> it, yeah, I, I think it's probably a good thing that we didn't because that probably would have created an itch, and then mm-hmm. I probably would have gone way deeper into yeah. it, and then I probably would have made some bad decisions <laughs> after that. And yeah, I'm not trying to get put out of my house. So <laughs> yeah, that was that's cool though. What do you, so what about the future? of the market where do you see that kind of trajectory i guess three to five years as far as specifically the f1 cars mm-hmm. and where you can see these going i mean it looks like red bull's on for more championships in the future so who knows max could run up five six championships yeah. and who knows like these cars could shoot up lewis could come back and break the record and win is eighth. Thank you, crazy. And, yeah. Or somebody new, some F two driver come out of nowhere and and start stealing championships and coming to a good team. So yeah, tell me about where you can see the future of the the market going. Personally I feel that it's a good time to start gaining knowledge, like listening to what you have to say. Yeah. Understanding the verbiage, who is what and where and why. Um understanding the game of F one because I think Right now is a good time to buy because markets are, are down because of the fear in the economy. Mm-hmm. But now we're pulling out of all of that. Interest rates are down. Uh, gross domestic products looking good. Jobs are looking good. Uh, there's a lot of positives yeah. for the long term. So acquiring now and understanding and learning now, is, I think it's a good time to buy and maybe hold a couple of nice autos. Um, if you understand F2, it's a great time. To pick up okay. an F two auto or, or two here and there, that long term they are the next F ones. Yeah. So you know how they have like some eighteen year old F two drivers and stuff like that. They may mm-hmm. be the guys. So understanding, you know that getting it honestly getting advice from you is where I would get it. Okay. Uh, understanding F two like yeah. who, who's up and coming and why. So. Yeah. Hey, I take I take profit cuts though, so I need about fifteen percent. <laughs> if I give you advice and you go buy the card, and then yeah, I need fifteen percent. So yeah, if you're listening to this, I'll give you the advice. Hit me on the DMs. I got you. I'll let you know who's up and coming. <laughs> but if you hit, yeah, I'm gonna need my fifteen percent off the top. I don't do back ends. So and every month you should do a recap of the month and who like what what to look at from yeah. the trading card side. Yeah, I think it'd be really cool. Like, I, I think that's next for me. I'm going to start really investing more into the feeder series and yeah. looking deeper into F2 and F, even F3 and figure out 
who are the guys that are really being pushed because most of these guys know by about 15, 16 if you're going to make it or not. And even some guys are late bloomers, but I feel like most of the superstars get pushed from about early teens. Like I think Lewis picked up uh, McLaren. I think they sponsor him at like 13. Max, Red Bull started investing him at like 11 or 12. Yeah, I mean, he was in F1 at 18. That's and crazy. So it, it, it's nuts. He was, he was a race winner in his debut season with Red, Red Bull, which wow. is absolutely insane. It's unheard of. Leclerc is another one. Ferrari were invested in him at a super young age. I mean, he was in F1 at 20, yeah. I believe. So I definitely want to start looking into the feeder series and trying to figure out – Who's that next guy? Because if you follow the money, they'll let you know. Yeah. Yeah. And if even if they they might not even have the talent, but if I'm Red Bull and I've invested two hundred thousand dollars into your F one career, you got to. You like yeah. you gotta get at least here so I can see what you can do. And so that's somewhat the politics of Formula One and like the story behind the story. Because there's definitely probably some super talented drivers out there that never got a shot because they, uh, Red Bull or McLaren or Mercedes or the big teams and sponsors just push their money behind XYZ through their yeah. connections and stuff. But yeah, I, I I think you have created a little bit of a monster <laughs> with these cars and so fun. yeah, like mixing my knowledge and even not just F1 but sports in general because I'm a junkie. I need sports throughout the year i need something yeah. to occupy my my time and sports are usually my way in and i wish i would have known about racing when i was a kid like mm-hmm. i knew it but it didn't feel real right i wish it would have felt more real when i was a kid because i definitely probably would have pushed my parents and like hey i want to do go-karting and i want to do this that and other i want to race if i would have known that was going to be a real thing because i've been into racing since or cars since i was a kid i've always Same. been around cars and <clears throat> collected model cars and hot wheels and stuff yeah. like that from the time i was a little kid my kids are super into hot wheels right now yeah like cars that movie cars the animated movie that's their favorite thing oh i love cars so, classic classic yes. movie so I'm, I'm pretty happy about that i even bought them like little like autom- automatic sports cars i have mm-hmm. like a remote control oh, the rc cars yeah. and stuff no like they can sit in them oh they all oh, like the actual control, like, oh you the can... controller because nice. like if they go buck wild and they die you know, in the yeah, street, like, oh. yeah, you're like, hold on, slow down. Yeah. How many times have you seen the movie Cars? I can't. I mean, I think I watched it yesterday like four times just with my kids. And I'm but, like, you want to watch Cars too? They're like, no, no we just want to watch the first one. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, because Cars two it has some characters they're not as familiar with, and yeah. I don't think they understand the, the storyline's like a little more Advanced, serious. Yeah. yeah, it's like a spy movie. The first one's pretty simple. So Yeah, so they love that one. I feel like that's me and my little sister in Frozen. I've seen Frozen more times than I can count. Just, yeah. There was a summer when I came home from school and stayed with my dad. And my my sister and brother are much younger than me. I'm, I got a 16-year difference between my baby brother and then an 18-year difference between wow. my baby sister. So they're even still pretty young. And at the time, I was maybe 21. And it was Frozen three times a day, every single day, breakfast, yeah. lunch, and dinner, I'm sitting down and I'm watching Frozen. And it's not like 
take a nap and fall asleep halfway through the movie so I can cut it off. No, she's going to watch the movie the entire <laughs> way through. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what's funny is my oldest, he likes, of course, um, oh gosh, what's the main driver? Oh, uh, Lightning. Lightning, Lightning McQueen. McQueen yeah. My youngest, who's not even two yet, loves Nader. Oh, yeah. He's like, Nader. He has like a little Nader toy. He won't give it up. He takes it everywhere. It's so fun. I'm like, Nader? Yeah. That's really, bro? But hey. Hilarious. So, yeah, you got you definitely got some, uh, some gearheads <laughs> on your hand in the future. And it's cool because I'll take home some of the cars from the car club and yeah. snap pictures. And I'll let them sit in my lap and I'll start it up, rev it up a little bit. Oh, so I'm sure they love they that. They get that feel. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Awesome. So, so let's uh, let's run through some rapid fire uh rapid fire questions cool. just some quick stuff just to kind of let everybody know how you feel about f1 and kind of where you stand who who you're feeling who you're not and then we will kind of wrap this up and get out of here it's getting a little late on our end yeah. and this guy has kids i don't have any kids but i definitely have a fiance that's gonna be like <laughs> yeah like where are you at yes. where are you yep. going dinner's dinner's getting What's cold um so yeah let's uh Start dream race. If you could go to one race on the calendar, and it, this is like all expenses paid trip, anyway. you can be in the paddock in the pit lane, and it could be anywhere in the entire world. Where 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 do they all race? I don't even know where all the races. Um, like where like Europe, Asia. So it's pretty Tokyo? much most of the, there's a Japan race, not Tokyo, but there is Japan. Um, that, that might be it. Might be there. My Japan. Be so sick. Suzuka is a great. Great track. It's classic F1 circuit, and the fans are nuts too. So I feel like that could be because I've never been to Japan, so that's yeah. on my bucket list as well. Okay, so I feel like if I'm visiting like one of the top places on my bucket list, and I have access to everything there for F1 on top of it, yeah, maybe that might be the place. That might be the place to go. Is Japan? Okay, like I'll be- US would be cool. Like Vegas would be cool, but it's here. Like I yeah. could, you know, I can go there, but I don't know, man. That's a good question, but probably, probably japan yeah okay i think i think mine would be singapore oh singapore, singapore so it, it's a night race it's a street circuit they're racing through the streets of, of singapore the floodlights are on the cars look beautiful at night wow. and I've, i mean from what we were talk, literally talking about singapore oh yeah last dude, week and yeah. from what i hear it's beautiful place to visit it's it so much cultures like partying vibrance it's it's Good amazing food. Great food. So, yeah, I think Singapore would be on my list. I was going to go with the cliche answer of Monaco. I almost but... said Monaco, too. And I was like, you know what? If if I can kill two birds with one stone, yeah, that'd be Japan. the ultimate Japan trip to me. Yeah, Japan's on high on my on my travel yeah. list. I need to be in Japan sometime soon. That'd and be so sick. I had a friend that just came back from Japan, and he said it was a life-changing experience. Yeah. So I think it'd be cool to go there. Japan is great. Uh, I think it would be answer. Singapore for me, though. That, That's another. Good it one. looks crazy. All the buildings and architecture and stuff that they Beautiful. have in Singapore is 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 nuts. So it's hot though. Yeah, hot and humid. So it is, it, but it's nice too. Yeah, like it, it's it's a different atmosphere there. Like I was telling you, you don't have to go there for that long. You get in a couple of days, you can knock out pretty much everything you would want to do. Mm. Um, lots of good food, and that's kind of the main thing. Okay, sweet. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna have to put that on the bucket list too. Yeah. I feel like I already know the answer to this question, but I'll let you tell it anyway. Have you had to meet one driver? Easy. I mean, it's Hamilton. Yeah, I, I, I knew it, but I wanted to hear Easy. you say it. Yeah, hundred percent. I feel like there's no 
other there's no yeah really? i went like, to meet it, him like he's so cool like i feel like even outside of racing just he seems like as a person i feel like i would want to like meet him and hang out with him and have dinner with him because he just seems like he is into a bunch of cool stuff yeah and really down to earth and yeah that, that's easy my to connect choice. with he, that's yeah. an easy choice i feel like yeah. that's That'll be 97%. Of yeah, I'm going to show up with a stack of these. Be like, hey, will you sign these while we're sitting here talking? Yeah, I'm going to keep the, the ham, all my Hamilton cars. I'm going to keep on deck. And if I ever get a chance to meet him, I'm going to so bombard him with, with cars. Hey, can you sign this one? Can you sign this one? Can you sign this one? I'm be plucking buttons off his shirt. Yeah, and, be like, oh, my bad. Oh, weird. I fell. Or trip him and his sunglasses <laughs> yeah. fall off, and I just kind of swipe him away. <laughs> Where'd my yeah, glasses just, go? <laughs> yeah, Hamilton's the easy answer. Yeah, 100%. 100%. That'd be so cool. Let me think. Maybe, um, we have the, maybe we have the option one day. Who knows? Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna speak it into existence. Yeah. I'm gonna manifest it. It'll happen one day. I'm gonna get him on the show. This awesome. is my ultimate goal. Awesome. I've said out. it multiple times. Before I'm done, done and dusted with this thing, Lewis Hamilton will be on this show. So, yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I just yeah, that's the answer. Yes. Yeah, oh, is, uh, maybe what's that other guy, uh, Ollie? Oh, your boy, your boy Ollie. Yeah, we Ollie Caldwell. Ollie Caldwell. We pulled an Ollie Caldwell number card yep. earlier, or he pulled an Ollie Caldwell number card yeah. earlier. And so Hamilton, Ollie's right under. Yeah, right underneath there. <laughs> Ollie, if you're listening to this, speed up, man. Get yeah. into F1, win some championships, it, so my man can earn his money back yeah, on still. the card. And who knows? Ollie Caldwell could be somebody one day. <laughs> we could be, be sitting man. across from Ollie Caldwell one day. Yeah, he might be the dude. He might be the guy in the future. Who knows? But Ma- Max would be a second, you know, as well. I think yeah. Max would be cool. Um, I mean, there's a lot of cool drivers. So I think it would be interesting to just for sure hear their stories, too. Like, what is, what is their pathway? Like, what was it like? How competitive? Like, how did you realize this was the way something go. you're good yeah. at? Yeah, like, I'm just so curious of so many things. Like, baseball, you kind of know. Basketball you're you're in sixth grade you're seven foot you're probably gonna be good at basketball yeah i you feel know? like by about junior year in high school or sophomore year in high school most people know they're like okay I, i'm six nine two thirty i want to be in the league yeah i'm probably gonna be in the league you're windmill and, dunking on kids and yeah in eighth grade, in eighth grade yeah, you're probably you're, gonna be in the league you're like the league. football players like offensive linemen you know there's the always the kid you got to check their birth certificate you're like wait yeah. a minute there's, Go like, there's no way this kid is 11 years neck old. tattoo yeah he's uh <laughs> he's six one and like <laughs> 260 at at 12 or 13 his, years his old. kids are at the game <laughs> Yeah, I played against a couple of those kids <laughs> in my youth league days. So but. what's funny is I watched this video the other day. There's like a seventh grader who can throw the football sixty yards right now. He's, a, I don't know he's what like, these kids are yeah. Days. I was yeah, like, what dude. the heck's that Monsanto? You know, cereal or something. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what these kids are crazy, eating these days. But crazy they, kids. the development is crazy, and I'm like the athleticism. Mm-hmm. I mean, these kids are like seventh, eighth grade dunking yeah. basketball. Like, I mean, there was a couple kids in my district. They could dunk in in eighth grade and seventh grade, but it was maybe one yeah. or two, and everybody knew who they were. Yeah, it was crazy. But nowadays, it's 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 regular. You see yeah. these kids on highlight reels, and they're windmilling. And you're like, how old is this kid? And they're like, oh, he's thirteen. It was like, how's that happen? Yeah, how does that even how's that even possible? <laughs> so, um, Red Bull or Ferrari? I mean, I want to say Ferrari, right? Just because, for me as a novice. My favorite car to drive here is the Ferrari Roma. Yeah, it's a so great car. That's just why I want to say Ferrari. But I mean, it's hard to 
I mean, Max is a winner. Yeah. Oh, man, it's tough. I, I think I like Ferrari for Ferrari. But in the F1 world, I don't know enough about the cars and stuff like mm-hmm. that to be like, oh, well, Red Bull's car is this, this, and this. Yeah. But just the name from a name perspective, I you know, Ferrari sounds better to me. Like yeah. you would think they're the fast, they're yeah. faster, right? But yeah, Red I Bull's mean, killing it. Yeah, they're they're killing the game right now. Ferrari is kind of they're the they're the Cowboys, they're the Yankees, they're Real Madrid, yeah. they're the brand, the brand, they're the Lakers. They're the brand that at some point everybody wants to drive for Ferrari. Even yeah. if they never end up driving for Ferrari, everybody wants to play for the Yankees at some point. Everybody wants to play for the Lakers. If you if you play soccer, everybody wants to go to Real yeah. Madrid. And you would hope that they would be at the top of their sport, but a lot of times it doesn't end up that way. Yeah. It's just But just the brand, the strength of the brand alone is is so high that I mean when you think red cars it's automatically ferrari yep and they've just built that that image so it's strong. iconic yeah yeah that has become iconic you know that prancing horse when you see it yep it, it's automatic so i can see what you're saying as a brand standpoint yeah it has to be ferrari but i right. think once you learn more about it like things that you can educate people on from the the reason behind red bull's success and ferrari's success it's like understanding the dynamics of, of certain aspects of the sport. Yeah. So that's that's where I'm too novice to understand um, or really make an educated, you know, decision on it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's simply from what I know from outside of F1. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Makes sense. So we have a couple of races to look forward to coming up. I'm super excited. Like I was saying earlier, we have Canada in two weeks' time, probably about a, a little over a week from – when you're hearing this but it's going to be a great race great track the canadian fans are are really great it's a top track for a lot of the drivers most drivers enjoy it lewis has had a lot of success in canada and really enjoys it fernando has spoken about canada before and it being a great track Mm -hmm. so i'm really really looking forward to this one i'm hoping that the racing is a little bit better than last year it was a little bit of a, a a boring kind of dull race last year but who knows maybe we'll get some rain i know the the weather in that area in montreal can be kind of yeah up and down so who knows and i think we go back on the european tour for like austria and uh the uk Hmm. after that and hungary and then i think we'll go on summer break but yeah, we got a lot to look forward to on the F1 calendar. I'm excited for it. You guys know where to be if you're looking for coverage for that. It's going to be right here at Naldo Formula One. All the socials are at Naldo Formula One. And we will link Mike's socials all down in the description. And I really, this was a fun episode. I fun. really enjoyed this. Cool. It, it felt natural. Yeah. Like, I yeah. didn't have any trouble with this. Like, I feel like we bounced off each other really well. This is great. Well, it's cool. I think it's, it's kind of nice to have a lot of questions and somebody who has a lot of answers. Yeah. You know, because finding ways to make it relatable to everybody, I think is part of the way to make F1 more known and successful. Yeah. So I think it's, it's a very necessary conversation. It's a fun conversation. It is. It really is. And I I had a great time pulling these cards. I mean, just for the wow factor alone of looking at them, even if they weren't worth Jack, I would like, 
get all of these put into the little cases yeah. and have a little I'll display case. I, I appreciate that. Yeah, I'll put get these put in display cases. I mean, this even if though the Max one is probably worth the most money. This Lewis one, that one is the the so wave cool. card. I pulled a, a, a Lewis wave card as well. This is from 2021 Bahrain, and just the detailing on these cards is nuts. And this is just going to be something that I'm going to keep for my own so personal cool. like collection. And I'm start trying to build a little memorabilia collection up with F1. I got a couple model cars and oh, nice. some stuff like that. I got a Lego set. Um, oh, from the Mercedes cool. team, I'm looking to get the big Ferrari one. There's like a huge, like $300 Ferrari one that's like this size, and I'm looking to get that yeah. one. That's going to be probably more of a decoration piece in the that's house. Cool. And yeah, man, but this was a super fun episode. Yeah, I really I enjoyed, enjoyed it, this. And if you guys enjoyed this, again, make sure you like, subscribe to both of our channels, leave a comment in the video, let us or on the on the bottom of the video, let us know what you thought. Let us know what you think about the cars and the other videos and what we pulled. There is a card in here. This Daniel Ricardo. It's not. Um, oh, I think I put that one. Oh, no, it's a, it was an orange one, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I think I put that one off to the side. But there was an orange Daniel Ricardo that wasn't numbered, numbered, which was rare, which is odd because all of the other colored cars that we yeah. pulled today were numbered. So if you know anything about that card. Let either of us know. And post it on your Instagram, maybe. Yeah, I'm going to post it on my Instagram story. And yeah, we'll see if there's any value in that one. I miss Danny Rick. Bring him back. Yeah. Yeah, but I think that'll that'll wrap it, man. Awesome, man. Thanks for uh, letting me jump on with you. Oh, no problem, man. Appreciate you coming on. And this, yeah. is, this is a great experience. We'll have, to, we'll have to do it again in the future, man. Yeah, man. So wherever you're listening to this, I hope you're having an absolutely blessed day, morning, evening. This has been episode 14 of the Naldo F1 podcast. I will see you guys on the next one. We're out. Peace.